Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 199 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Jacob. One week away, Michelle. Oh. 199. We're but don't, up why do you keep pushing it? We have nothing planned. It's just going to be no. like a normal episode. But it's we're back to a nice round number. I like that. I feel like episode 100 is like when you turn 30 and you're like, okay, I I left my 20s, but it's okay. Woo, dirty 30. We're having a party. And then when you turn 40, you're like, can we just go to dinner and oh. not do anything? So that's what I feel episode 200 is. I feel like my uh, my 40th is just going to be like, I'm just going to lay on the couch here. I'm going to watch some uh, some wrestling, and I'm just going to pass out at like 830 at night. It's that's what be, I'm saying. It's going to be great. But I do want to check in on you. How are you doing? We missed last week because you're a little fur buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a very depressing. I'm doing better this week. Last week it would have been a complete mess trying to do the show. Man, it but just sucks. It just sucks, doesn't it? Oh, it's the worst, it's man. It's just the worst. worst. Especially after like 20 years, bro. Like that's like not not a cool scenario to have I to deal with I can't believe you had your cat for 20 years. I, I lost mine this year too for 18 years old. I know. It's, it's like the old men are just heading out. Yeah, they're just like riding off in the sunset. Just like, I'm out. I'm done with all this. Well... I am sorry to hear it. Oh, well, thank you. But, you know, going forward, we'll see how it goes. But I searched for the good news in the world so that we could... Did you find any? Well, you got to dig into, like, (laughs) way below the bylines here, like... It was just like, yeah, like we were saying before the show, I just sent you the pictures of the Barbie movie, and you're like, that'll tide me over for a little bit. It will. Well, speaking (laughs) of Barbie toys, um, Toys R Us is making another comeback. Yes, indeed. That giraffe, he, uh, he's back, man. Kids everywhere are going to love this. This time they're going to be in Macy's stores. So once the place of all kids just dreams and parents' holiday shopping nightmares, mm-hmm. um, Toys R Us is expected to return to brick-and-mortar locations this year ahead of the holiday season, and it's a development um, in partnership between Macy's and WHP Global, which is the toy store's parent company. Um, so Cor- yeah, of course all a huge corporation would be involved in. <laughs> in I the mean, there's no other way. Um, but all Macy's stores across the country will include some sort of Toys R Us, um, yeah, and be stocked with toys. So they'll span like some will have like a thousand square feet and go up to ten thousand square feet mm. in kind of the flagship locations like Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles. That's such. gonna be pretty awesome, man. They, they really don't have many toy stores anymore. It's like you go to the toy aisle at like Walmart or Target or most likely Amazon, and that's about basically what it is now. Like, yeah, and it's nice to have a place for kids. I mean, it, it's crazy because Toys R Us did kind of kill all of the independent toy stores, mm-hmm. and then it's it itself died. Yeah. So I wonder if some little toy stores have started again, and now it's like, psych! Yeah, it's like uh, you've got mail. It's like in reverse. It's like all oh, the big corporations coming back in to take out the little I guys. know, I know. But I so they went out of business in 2018 following bankruptcy. They have tried to make many comebacks oh since yes then, they have but they have not been successful but you know we're thinking this time might be different um the toy brand began partnering with macy's online last year okay and they saw some success um macy said that their toy sales um in the first quarter were like 15 times higher than oh. before since toys r us got in there so hey everyone we like toys we love toys They're the best man i used to like love going to the toy aisle and like seeing all the toys i couldn't afford because we were poor <laughs> i actually liked going to toys r us even as i got older and older uh-huh. and being like well i'm not gonna buy this because i don't want to play with it but just seeing it gives you like this nostalgic feeling you know what's funny as an adult you think back to like 
those toy aisles. Like I think back to like the GI Joes or action figures and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, they're so expensive when you're a child, and then you look back, they're like two dollars, two three dollars. True, you're like, but when you want like a hundred and fifty, well, <laughs> maybe that's. Yeah, I was much. a Legos kid, so my my toys are expensive all the time. Like Legos were never cheap. My uh, my parents were like, oh cool, we're not gonna get the toys. We're gonna we're gonna get them into a nice cheap hobby, and then I became a gamer, and that kind of went right out the yeah, window. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. Did you know that the Toys R Us founder Charles. Lazarus, he was inspired to start a retail store because of the baby boom. So after returning home from World War II, he's 25 years old, and he noticed like, oh, all of my friends are getting married and starting families. So to take advantage of what would become the baby boom, he used the money that he saved while in service um, to open a store that catered to families with babies and young children, um, but he sold only baby furniture. So that is what the store started as. Until he realized that toys would make more money because, you know, he sells a family a crib and then they have multiple children, but they use the same crib. Sure. But kids keep breaking their toys. They do. So they would keep coming in to get them. And he was like, I see an opportunity here. I like how you sell like baby furniture. is like a baby coming in. They're like, I need a new Davenport <laughs> for my room. What do you have in stock, sir? I'm going to need it with your greatest assortment of balloons See, on this it. is where your mind goes. And I learn something new every time. Yeah, that, here, I, that I knew what a Davenport was? I'm surprised. <laughs> Here's something you're going to love. The famous Toys R Us jingle, the greatest jingle of all time. Oh, the, the I'm a big kid now one. Is that that one? No, that's that was the d- doll. It's the I don't want to grow up. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Nice kid. kid. Do you know who wrote that song? Uh, Tupac. James Patterson. The author? Yes. What? Everything that guy <laughs> oh, touches oh, is gold. You just earned some more respect in my head there, Patterson. Well done. Yeah, it's it's so wild. It's also probably the last thing he actually wrote <laughs> in his entire <laughs> life. That is debatable, <laughs> yes. Um, but okay, but because of this, we wanted something a little uplifting to bring our boy Jacob back into the world. So we're going to talk about movies um, with toys. Mm-hmm. And that to- might sound weird, but these are like great movies. Somehow toys are involved. Maybe toys became the movie. Maybe there's toys in the movie. Maybe toys are alive in the movie. We're, it's a wide spectrum. Michelle suggested the movie The Toy until I told her that movie is not what you think it is. We're not going to talk about that I movie. did not ever see that movie. And Jacob was <laughs> like, that movie's about racism. And I was like, oh, I did not see it. <laughs> yeah, I just Richard, saw the name. <laughs> Richard Pryor movie about slavery in the 80s. It's well, it's a pretty funny movie. Actually. What's crazy is that um, this morning Andrew was like, oh, what's the pot about? And I was like, oh, toys and film. And he was like, oh, are you doing the movie The Toy? And I was like, that is not about toys, apparently. It is about racism. <laughs> like, we are both learning. So, um, okay, you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. I'm starting with the best one of all time, which is Big. Oh, yep. yep. So, <laughs> I love this, the premise. It's so great. So, we have 13-year-old Josh Baskin. Um who's played by Tom Hanks, and he accidentally turns into a big 30-year-old man via this really creepy fortune-telling machine. That thing Um, is creepy, dude. Even today, that's like, wow. Always. And he does what we would all do in this absolutely insane situation is get a job. (laughs) Yeah, just get a job at a corporation. (laughs) But as a toy tester at FAO Schwartz. So he gets briefly sidetracked by a pretty woman, but he sensibly focuses on getting loads of free gear for his new flat. Sure. Best. Oh, that apartment. You're just like, it's the coolest thing in the entire world. That $50,000 a month apartment that he was living in in that movie was 
crazy. And playing chopsticks on a massive electronic piano, Which, classic scene of film. La- one of the times I went to New York, they did have that piano up, and I did try to do it. It's harder than it looks, man. It's difficult. you got to really spread them legs out. you got to have split potential there. Yeah. I was like playing Resident Evil. I'm like, I'm trying to do Moonlight Sonata, and they're like, just get out of here, kids. You don't know what you're doing. But he ultimately decides to go back to being a teen. Um, but the scenes of toys and him just having a blast with them are great. He had a little Punch and Judy doll. He's like yeah, smacking around he totally with them. They're like um, going around all the action figures, talking about what Transformers are. It was great, man. Yeah, I, I mean, it was really a, a perfect position for him. That's oh. why it made the most sense. It's like, oh, you have a kid in here who actually knows what is fun and what is not. Yeah, and they had some figures. He's like, oh, a building's not fun to play with. And the kid's absolutely right. I would never play with a building. No. And I'm like, this is background stuff. What are oh, we doing I here? Forgot. I love that scene. You're right. We need a big rewatch. Yeah. You know they're going to remake it soon. You know what's coming. No, they... Oh, don't even say it. That makes me so angry oh, just to think about. Chris Pratt ugh, starring in Big. Like, oh, my God. No, it'll God. be like John Hamm. They're obsessed yeah. with John Hamm, except I don't think he does movies as much as he just does, like, interviews and commercials. Well, and I like bits. John Hamm, but, like, man, you want a movie to not make money, you say starring John Hamm, and there you go. It's That's not going to make nothing. Cute yeah. guy, but okay, what else? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go with uh, another one of the big ones. Of course, I'm going with the G.I. Joes, one of my personal favorites because I'm a boy. I used to have a lot of G.I. Joes. I don't know if Excuse you did. Excuse me. Oh, you did? You ever G.I. Joe person girls too? play with G.I. Joes. Oh, that's true, I guess. Did, yeah. Were you a G.I. Joe fan back in the day? Not as much as I was like a He-Man fan, but okay. yeah. That's, and that's I love Little Green Army Men. They're just better. Yeah. But. The Army Men were great. I will give you that. But the, but the um, G.I. Joes, big fan of them. So- they were created in 1963 when they were originally known as action. They were known as action figures because the marketers were like, hey, boys are not going to play with dolls. So let's make these things called action figures. Oh, gosh. Um, they were um, originally known as like action fighter man or something like that. I forget the exact title. Okay. Because they didn't want to call them G.I. Joes for whatever the heck reason. So eventually they switched them up and they started selling a lot and they became one of the biggest toys in the world. Still pretty big deal, actually. Um, the first movie they made was actually an animated one in 1987. I don't know if you remember those ones. I remember like a G.I. Joe show. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like an offshoot of the show. Okay. Well, I remember did... the cartoon show. We'll mention this again later on with another suggestion of mine. But um, they basically used the animated movie to kill off a bunch of the characters from the cartoon. So that way they can make new ones and make new toys <laughs> for season two, which is I mean, basically all it was. Correct. I mean, it's not the, not the worst thing to do. Um, but we're going to focus on their actual live-action movies here. There was 2009's Rise of Cobra, starring Channing Tatum and jo- um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That did terrible, right? Uh, it did mediocre. Okay. It did just good enough. Uh, not a good movie. Very okay. Not a great movie at all. It doesn't, That's the kinds we like to recommend here. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's a fun turn off your brain, you know, popcorn yeah. flick. But if you really want to have some fun. You got to go to the sequel. That would be uh, 2013's, yeah, 2013's uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation, one starring The Rock. And this one is better for a couple of reasons. A, it's got a better director with Ronnie Young in it. They start the movie, spoiler alert, they basically kill all the characters from the first movie because it's hey a man, G.I. Joe just, tradition. They're just doing what they're supposed to do. They're like, ah, we got more toys. You don't need to, you don't need to see Channing Tatum for another hour and a half. But the second one, Retaliation, actually a pretty good action movie. You know, rocks over there doing rock stuff, carrying <laughs> um, guns beyond his uh, station and all that. But I feel like in the second movie, the director kind of realized I am making a movie about toys that I can just do whatever stupid, uh, um, ridiculous plot I sure. want. Um, I'm gonna have Arden Vosloo and a bunch of and um, Jonathan Price just tap dancing around the screen. Why not having a good old time? 
G.I. Joe Retaliation Man. It's a it's a blast. Go check that one out. Wait till um, the inevitable third one comes out. Have you seen those YouTube videos of the G.I. Joe where they're like the PSAs, but they're redone? Uh, I where saw they're the, like yelling at children and swearing. Have you ever seen those? No, but I'm gonna when I when as soon as we get off the air, I'll be watching. Oh, Ab, they're so funny. The, the more you know. They are those. They're like the PSAs that they did with GI Joe. I those can't things, show you those. Those things were very useful. I think Sergeant Slaughter was the one doing a lot of those. Hey man, speaking of uh, this is some this is how here. we learned. Um, okay, so this the one everyone is expecting. We have to talk about Toy Story. Of course. Um, the first fully computer animated feature film ever. <laughs> We forget um, that. What yeah, a, we do actually. Yeah, yeah. what it's a big a, what deal. A title. Um, so it has. We got Woody, who's voiced by Tom Hanks. He's already coming up again in this episode. A good-hearted cowboy doll who belongs to a young boy named Andy, and he sees his position as Andy's favorite toy jeopardized when his parents buy him a Buzz Lightyear action figure, voiced by Tim Allen. And even worse, I mean, Buzz thinks that he's a real spaceman mm-hmm. and that he's trying to get back to his home planet. Um, and then Andy's family moves to a new house and yada, yada, yada. We've got a lot of adventures with toys. But this is where we learned that when you leave your room, toys come alive and mm-hmm. have adventures and conversations. And it is the greatest premise. They did such a good job. There are four of these adorable movies all of them good actually all of them good number three is perfect to me i can't watch three anymore i mean cry too much at the end everybody cries twice at the end of that movie i cried so much perfect film um oh i'm getting upset just thinking about the end i know truly that fourth one was actually good too surprising i thought the fourth fourth one was going to be trash but it was actually pretty forky was so funny (laughs) yeah actually it was like anything could be a toy He's like, I'm garbage. <laughs> so I think it's almost impossible for people to not have come in contact with Toy Story. But if somehow you missed any in the series, highly recommend you go watch them all. That would be a great weekend right there. It's oh, just yeah. to binge all the Toy Stories. You need some wholesomeness in your life? Go watch that one. And we all need some wholesomeness right now. Oh, absolutely. We need it. <laughs> so, okay. All right. You want wholesomeness. You want a young kid named Andy playing with his toys. I got wow. just the series for you. All right. You ready? All the Child's Play movies. Oh, no. You know it oh, was coming. Oh, no. <laughs> Seven movies, one TV show, one remake, still making new <laughs> material off that original storyline by Don Mancini. Oh, my God. You're going to be ashamed of me. I have never seen one. Oh, my God. How have you not seen I any Child's know. Play movies? Dude? I don't know. I think when I was like, when they first came out or when I would see them around, I was like, that doll is scary. I don't want to yeah. watch it. And now I'm like, that looks terrible. It is fantastic. So <laughs> Fan- it, Jacob, <clears throat> fantastic. We all know what that means. <laughs> yeah. it's You're going to love it, people. So if you don't know what the storyline is, Charles Lee Ray, the lake sh- Lakeside Strangler, he gets killed in a toy store at the very beginning of this movie <laughs> and decides that he's not ready to die yet. So he transfers his soul via a voodoo curse into the into the body of a good guy doll that he finds in this toy store. I gotta study that. I'd like to be placed into something maybe when I die. Oh, I'd love to be able to switch my soul into a doll. You talk about a good good uh, good time right there. Uh, so basically, he transfers himself into a doll. The only way to get himself back into human is he has to switch his soul with the first person he tells oh. his secret to. Which is young Andy Barkley. Uh-oh, so, Andy. wackiness ensues as people around Andy start dying. They kind of think, hey, is this kid over here murdering people? Because there's no way that this doll is sentient and possessed by the body of a serial killer. Well. This premise 
they keep going, dude. This is this the premise. premise is stupid. <laughs> all the way up until uh, the Chucky TV series, which released last year and is fantastic. I, man, you'd not believe this show is on USA because it is just like another version of the movies. It's the same storyline is still fantastic, going. Fantastic, he says. Andy's popping up. People from all the movies that are still alive are showing Andy's up. Andy's made it through seven movies. Mm-hmm. Well, he's still around. a trooper. Why can't he get rid of this doll? Well, it's not so much the doll still chasing him. It's like now he's chasing the doll. Oh. Because he's like, you know what? They did the Halloween way. Mm -hmm. He's like, I know you're out here. I'm coming for you, baby. (laughs) That's basically what the show is. It's great. Guys. I know the doll can like carry a knife, but that just doesn't seem that threatening. I feel like I'd walk up to it, kick it in the face and be like, we're done here. Mm, You'd think so. People try it. I need to watch. It doesn't work out that way. And there was also a remake that they made, uh, which is actually pretty good too, even though they changed up the premise. But they were kind of like fans even though they liked it they're like you know what we're gonna stick with the original one so if you want to have a good time in a series that has no business still making new episodes 30 years later go check out the child's play movies guys they're they're great just maybe maybe put the kids to bed before you watch them just only you would watch this tv show i was well i do i saw i think i saw child's play in theaters when i was a kid (laughs) like that that tells you all you need to know when i was like four years old every day one more piece (laughs) to the puzzle i almost have a complete picture um okay i'm gonna talk about a film that is based on my second favorite childhood book it's very specific um the indian in the cupboard oh native american in the cupboard please (laughs) don't you dare (laughs) um on his birthday omri is given several simple gifts including an old wooden cupboard boo Mm. and a small plastic figure of a native american man he's He's not pleased with either of these presents. But when he locks the toy inside the cabinet, it magically comes to life as a tiny, cagey little warrior named Little Bear. So then the boy places other toys in the cupboard. Amazing. They're all coming to life, and they're engaging in these really entertaining battles. Mm -hmm. Um, But after Little Bear is wounded, Omri begins to understand that his animated toys are not Mere playthings. Yeah. Like there's a lesson. So the book by Lynn Reed Banks, which I really loved. I think it's an excellent book. I think it really stands up to the test of time here. But, you know, you're looking at something that seems to be a children's story, but it actually offers a lot of ideas that are relevant to adults because they kind of go over the sanctity of life and Mm -hmm. that no matter what shape or size, respect for others is the way that, you know, you should live in spite of any sort of personal prejudice and an appreciation for freedom and to choose your own destiny and how your actions can affect the lives of those around you. Those are like huge themes Mm -hmm. to be in a children's book and a children's movie, um, which as a child, I I don't know. Did I get the message? Like maybe Maybe, subconsciously. Maybe not. I treat people that way now. So it's like, hey, maybe it worked. I feel like Indian in the Cupboard and Mr. Rogers really set me on a good path. Yeah, to this day, when you go over to Michelle's house, she makes you take off your shoes, put on slippers, and you get to switch your coat for a sweater. It's pretty great, actually. I would love that, actually. That's perfect. Just hum a song That's a lot of slippers, though, for people. Yeah, they're Everyone's kind of gonna need their own pair. Days. But yeah, you should check out Indian in the Cupboard. It's also got that 90s feel that we all love. Oh, yeah, 90s nostalgia feel, man. Just, yeah. Whatever Always. keeps you away from Bridge to Terabithia. Let's, <laughs> let's just do that, is what the way I look at it. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with a really wacky one now. You ready? Oh, weird. One of the biggest toy lines of the 80s. One of the worst movies of the 80s, but still watchable. 1987's Masters of the Universe. That's my world. That's that. Those m- are my toys. Oh, they're great, man. The cartoon's still great. The ones they're making now, maybe not so much, but, you know, what are we going to do? So the He-Man story, in case you don't know, 
He-Man is also Prince Adam, who is tasked with defending Eternia from the forces of Skeletor as they try to take over Castle Grayskull. And if you think that that kind of plot line set in a fantasy world would be impossible to do well in the 80s, you are correct because Canon Films got the rights to this and they just went all out, man. It's too bad. Although as a kid, I think I still liked it because I still He-Man like looked like He-Man and Skeletor was super scary. I still like that movie. It was on the other day and I was watching it. Frank Langella stars as Skeletor. Yeah. Oh my God, he is just having a ball I seriously movie. cannot stress enough how much I loved He-Man toys oh. I had the grayscale cut castle like I had all of it I oh, was yeah. very into it I had all the toys good stuff it's also funny to watch this movie knowing that like Courtney Cox she's like the heroine of this movie so oh, is she yeah she's the she's like the star so you're like oh she's about to become a huge star but here she is making this movie with very big hair in the 80s you know? so, <laughs> um, and it's also funny when you find out that Dolph Lundgren the star of the movie didn't speak English it's kind of like Highlander like that. He didn't really speak English. So they kind of just. And that kind of comes out in the film. Yeah, they're like, I need you to say these words. You don't know what they are. Just say them, stand there. Remember flex. how good the cartoon was? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. The cartoon have... was great. Oh, do you have He Man facts before I. I do not. Do you have a couple? Well, uh... I think what's amazing is that when they put the toy out to really push it, they're like, well, it's also, there's a TV show coming out too. They told all these toy stores. There wasn't. <coughs> So then they were Smart. like, oh, my God, we have to make a He-Man TV show now. And then they did, and it did really well. Sidebar, there's this show on Netflix, uh, The Toys That Made Us. Uh, oh, that, that's where I learned it. Yeah, it's a great documentary series, everybody. So, you know, if you want something that's a little less informative than our show, go check out that Netflix <laughs> one. Uh, you learn some nice It's really details. entertaining. They do a lot of, like things I wish they'd clean up in those shows where I'm like stop doing the same like bit over and over but all yeah. in all I watch them all and I love them yeah I can't wait for the next season that and the movies that made us just great little documentaries yeah series. they are really good series is series I series I I'm not sure I'm sorry they haven't redone Masters of the Universe uh, they are. They are. Well, they were going. Oh, are they? Here, there is going into production. Chris was, Hemsworth's next big film. Actually, no. They had like a no-name person. I think they still have like a no-name at the star. But like that's better. Yeah, probably. They they were ready to make it. It was all set to go into produ um, production <laughs> on April 2020. So you know. Oh, uh, okay. Kind of some issues making it, but well, they should be getting to it now. Yeah, it's circling back around. We'll get a new He-Man movie soon. Okay, I couldn't miss it. I mean. Oh no, no. I'm, a, I'm, I'm to be my there, whole life be there here. Day one, man. Let's see what's going on. Okay, let's talk about a film that is a real testament to the phrase, Curiosity Killed the Cat. Oh, I like okay. where this is going. I'm talking about Jumanji. Oh, of course. The originals or the... Uh, the the original. Okay. I have not seen the remake. I mean, in fact, it's kind of like it almost killed the kids. <laughs> like, it's so dangerous. Who wound up getting sucked into a magical but perilous jungle portal. Mm -hmm. What? You want to hear more? Let me tell you. We have a magical board game. I think the world was like, board games are boring. Mm -hmm. How can we spice it up? But this unleashes a world of adventure on siblings Peter and Judy Shepard. And Judy's little Kirsten Yeah, I was about to say, I think there. Kirsten Dunst in that movie. And while they're exploring an old mansion, they find this game. It's called Jumanji. It's in the attic. They start playing. And all of a sudden, they free Alan Parrish. Guy pops on <laughs> out, played by Robin Williams. He has been stuck in this game's inner world for decades. What? Um, so now they're playing. And if they win Jumanji, they can free Alan for good. And they got to brave giant bugs and monkeys. And there's some rhinos. And there's a old hunter running around trying to shoot people there's a lot of weird stuff it's really entertaining although you end and you're like well this is very surprising that all of these characters remained as sane as they did because oh. this is actually a very traumatic <laughs> experience 
you would just lose your mind. Like, you what is going on? You'd never be able to pick up another piece of like entertainment again. Someone's like, you want to play Monopoly? You're like, please, no. I live in Monopoly in the real world anyway. That's, I don't want no, it. That's my reaction still when people ask if I want to play Monopoly. I'm like, no, no, no I really don't. <laughs> but Jumanji's fun. Did you see the remake? Is it any good? You know what? I did. They're not remakes. They're sequels. Oh, is so, it? But, uh, yeah, okay. they're both a sequel to the original one because they do mention the original movie. And they're okay. actually pretty good. They're a good shut off your brain. Like, watch a stupid movie for You two love hours. those. You love turning your brain off. I do. I don't know why the thing's on all the time. <laughs> it's <laughs> truly like, trash. Just, like, just knock it off, dude. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's see what's going on on uh, the uh. latest season of The Boys. I'm going to just shut my mind <laughs> off for a while. It's a perfect plan. All right. So the next one, uh, got to go with one of the big ones here, The Transformers. One of the biggest toy lines of all time. God, Still I love that toy it. and hated that movie. You should. All of them. So, like we mentioned earlier with G.I. Joe, Transformers first had their first movie uh, in the 80s starring Orson Welles. Yes, you heard that correctly. I am what? Yeah, Orson Welles plays uh, Omicron, the bad guy, which is a big Transformer planet in the wow. uh, it's the last movie he made before he died. So Interesting. You know, that's a fun little fact for you. Um, and again, yeah, Transformers first movie, they just kill half of the plot and half of the cast, including Optimus Prime, because it's time for new toys. For season two, so you know, like throw these old toys in the garbage. But the one people mostly know are the Michael Bay movies, quote unquote, from that started in 2007. The big budget action spectaculars that came out for a couple of years there. Which I had act? my ex boy Shia in them. Yep, in the beginning. Shia was rocking it, and Megan Fox was in there too. And they're just kind of like, yeah, you both stink. We're not going to keep using you going forward. Correct. I'm they're pretty like, sure that's what happened. For some reason, they're like, you know who's a better actor? Let's get Marky Mark in here. I'm sure oh. it's going to make everything better. Boy, those those latter movies. Maybe stop hey, once you get to like three or did four. Did you but. see the Bumblebee? Bumblebee's good, actually. Okay. Bumblebee's a um, fun little watch. But there's like seven mainline Transform movies. There's the. There's wow. Bumblebee, I know, right? Like seven. seven. Don't Ugh. need seven. They busted out King Arthur and stuff by that seventh movie. So you're like, know. we're running out of ideas here. Um, but fun little series. Still watching the toys transform in, you know, so-so CGI is still interesting. They kept Frank Welker, of course, back to do mm-hmm. the voice for everything. Um, you're looking for some big budget Michael Bay-isms for your you wanna summer? You want to see stuff blow up. Oh, you want to see everything blow up. Goodbye, Chicago, let me tell you. I would, Go I check would out these Transformers just guys. just like to say, I'd like to air some grievances right now. I did not have any Transformer toys, but my cousin Matthew did, and I remember going to their house, and just the jealousy was like insane inside my body that I was like, I'm sorry, this plane just turned into a guy. Like, I can't take how cool that is. I don't know if you notice a theme, but... I liked very specific sorts of quote-unquote boy toys, which I'm really glad they don't, they're lessening that. Yeah. And it's like, these are just toys. Just let your kids pick the toy they like. You used to feel so dumb sometimes when you couldn't figure out how to like put a transformer well, in a transformer mode. Also, yes. I remember him giving me one to just like play with, and I was like, I can't make it work. I know. I used just to figure too. I'm like, why can't I figure, why won't you become a jet? What's going on? <laughs> Rubik's Cube of, oh, of action good, toys. Good toys, but, man. I, they don't really push them as much as they used to. It's kind of a shame, really. Yeah, but forget those movies. Um, Okay. A couple more as and, we and, run out of time. And everybody, uh, avoid GoBots. We'll just say that. You don't want to be the guy playing with the GoBots. I don't know what a GoBot is. It's a dollar store Transformers is basically what they are. Just well, <laughs> that's to help everyone get kind of close to it. Um, okay, I have to just throw in their labyrinth. Of course. I mean, David Bowie and his terrifying spandex mm-hmm. leotard look is perma-etched in all of our minds. Anytime you go on Jennifer Connelly in a movie, I'll, I'll check it out for you. Um, 
But it's a dark gothic fantasy, and it kind of plays cleverly in the idea of toys freakishly coming to life. Or was it a dream? Hmm? I don't know. So we have Sarah Jennifer Connelly. She takes on this just all singing, all prancing goblin king with help from her cuddly friends. And to solve this labyrinth, save her little brother from a goblin transformation, I promise you it is better than that sounds. That sounds like something Jacob would love. Mm -hmm. I love it. it, Yeah, it's excellent. It's an 80s fantasy movie, guys. It's a good time. But I want to mention... a neglected movie that I think about often, which is AI artificial intelligence. The Spielberg movie? Yes. Okay. Because I think when I saw it, I, I hated it. I didn't like it at all, but it's really grown on me over the years. It's based on a short story and it's directed by Steven Spielberg, although Stanley Kubrick was originally offered the helm and he was involved in it. Mm, better, um, mo- better movie with Spielberg, I think. Well, debatable. So AI sees David. He's an android child played by Haley Joel Osment. Um, he's this robotic boy who is the first kind to be programmed to love. And then he's adopted as a test case by the Cybertronics employee and his wife. Um, and though he kind of gradually becomes their child because um, I believe their kid had an accident and he's like in yeah. a coma and they think he's going to die. Anyway, it's just kind of terrible things. He doesn't really get accepted by them. He's not really accepted by the machine. So he embarks on this journey to discover where he belongs, yada, yada, the whole Pinocchio story. It's actually super depressing. But the part that I'm talking about that I want to focus on is that he has a teddy bear companion. Oh, okay. That is like has crazy conversational skills. Like it's almost more alive than him in some ways. So he's a really faithful companion. But like the ending involving this stuffed animal is so depressing. You just have to kind of watch it again. It definitely has evolved with time. Like, I'm going to say this is not a seamless film, but it is fascinating in a lot of ways because you have, like, Spielberg's really sunny sensibility, which is a mismatch for Kubrick's chilly cynicism. It's why the movie doesn't flow well. Um, So that, and it means it's, it's, like, satisfying neither for highbrow science fiction fans, fans, nor for mainstream audiences. So it missed its mark. Mm. But if you can go in kind of knowing that, there is something to it. Okay. I'll have to go back and give it a shot. I remember I was like not thrilled with it when I saw it. I wasn't thrilled either, but I feel like there's things to think about when you're watching it, especially as an adult. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to go see. That's one to go look at, look up again, yeah. and I'm going to go check that one out. All right. I can't do my other ones. You want to do one more? Or? Um. Yeah, I'll get some quick ones in. Uh, Small Soldiers from 1998, directed by Joe Dante and starring Kirsten Dunst again. Oh, wow. And uh, featuring the voices of Tommy Lee Jones and Frank Langella. Uh, Frank so, again. We got a lot of repeats. Guy, guy loves it. Uh, basically, a uh, toy company's got to make a deadline. They got a week to do it. So what does they do? They grab some military technology microchips <laughs> and throw them in some toys. Stop. That's that, so that totally makes the uh, uh, commando elites and the gorgonites come alive. And gorgonites. They, that's what they are. And then they start fighting in this little neighborhood for real. There's some serious violence in this movie, man. Like They're running okay. around with like knives and stuff trying to like stab people. It's uh. pretty great. <laughs> Small soldiers, check that one out. Uh, Lego movie, of course. Oh, the, yeah. The turtles. And... Uh, I'm going to throw another fun one in here. Ouija Origin of Evil. <laughs> and Mike, Mike Flanagan from Haunting of Hill House. If you really want to have a good time and have a good horror movie with some uh, toy connections. 
that's the one to check out, man. I mean, just don't play with the Ouija, guys. Come on. It, when has it ever worked out for anybody? Every saw, time it's a movie. <laughs> I saw somewhere for sale was like a Ouija rug. So it looked nope. like a Ouija board. And I was like, but what if you vacuum and you end up like summoning the demon because Ooh. you're just doing things you don't know? That's something to think about. Right. Like, never really consider that. Or somebody's like screwing around like when they walk in and next yeah, thing you know, we got a demon. Nice. I don't, I don't like it one bit. But all right. Those were all great. But sadly, we are out of time. Jacob, why don't you plug us up? So if you are looking to get the history or the uh, origin of some of these toys in your lo- um, local store, you know where you can go? Go to your library. We got oh. 37 locations all throughout Erie County. Stop on by and say hi. Uh, don't forget to also visit our website at www.buffalolib.org uh, to see what we have going on in the library. And uh, don't forget to also visit us on Twitter at All Booked Up Pod and let us know what your favorite toy was growing up today. I would love that. Um, did you know that Twister? became a popular game after it was featured on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He actually played the game with guest Eva Gabor. Mm, okay. No, I didn't know that, actually. Lucky Johnny, and then that, yeah. that was it. Then it, like, totally blew up. He's like, R- Red Foot? Uh, Red, Red Foot, yeah. Red Foot. T- tells you how long it's been <laughs> since I played Twister. <laughs> um, do you know Barbie has an actual full name? Uh, no. Her name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Hmm. I know, right? That is kind of like, I feel like I should have known that. I wonder if that'll come up in the new movie. I, it probably will. I feel will. like it better. Don't forget, um, get your Malibu Stacy dolls too, everybody. Get a little Simpsons. <laughs> Aw. The first Fisher-Price toy ever sold in stores was Dr. Doodle. Do you know what that is? That no. is that duck on a string that you pull behind you. That's it's what like that's a, called? Yeah, Dr. Doodle. Dr. Doodle. It's <laughs> a cool title. Why did he have time to get his PhD? Um, that's a hardworking duck. Play-Doh was originally created in the 1930s as a way to clean wallpaper. It worked, let me tell it you. It did work. And then they were like, oh, actually, kids want to mash this yeah. around, too. I, I want a substance that's going to lose its integrity and all form <laughs> two seconds after you open it. Yes, please. Thank you. In 1952, Mr. Potato Head became the first toy ever to be advertised on TV. Oh, that's a cool distinction for him. That's a very cool distinction. Great toy. I did love my Mr. Potato Head. I don't think I ever had one, actually. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, you just, like, throw some faces on there. Got a bunch of ears. Feels great. Throw all the stuff in his butt when you're done. And the last fact today. According to Lego, six of the eight studded Lego bricks, okay, we got six of them, can be combined into 915,103,765 different configurations. Wow. How can that be? I don't even want to know who did the math on that one. I don't understand it anyway, but I still love it. The funny part is all those combinations, if you put two... uh, bricks of the same size directly on top of each other you you just I have one you have one brick now because you're never getting them apart game is over but okay thank you so much for listening we're gonna give you a little treat on the way out but we will catch you next time bye I don't want to grow up I'm a toys rocket they got a million toys and toys that I can play with